Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, as well as the Big Heads Media podcast network. I am Sam Marcu. He is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. And of course, I'm talking about Christopher Lloyd Cullen. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? It's the first time in two shows you actually said the right name, Lloyd. Lloyd, there it is. Uh, well, you're Lloyd. I don't know what your dad's name is. How is how is your dad feeling after uh, his his brief <laughs> brush of fame here? Everybody on Twitter is talking about him. All the citizens of Perfectville are uh, are, are are surrounding your father like flies on poop at this point. Uh, they they demand more Laird on the show. How how is your dad handling this newfound fame? Loves it. He is he's beside himself, cheeky ass bastard. Uh, we're out there at the practice field uh, this week with uh, football and everything, and he's telling the other coaches about it and all the different names that were used and how people have said he needs his own show. So he's definitely enjoying it. He he definitely deserves it. Well, and it's not just uh, people have actually give, given us reviews where they. Uh, on the website, welcome to perfectworld.com, where they are demanding that uh, Lloyd gets his own show. So maybe he'll have a spinoff here before too long. But uh, speaking of reviews, your favorite, my favorite, is back again. Dolphin Ray came back with another review, uh, and the title is called Father Ludicrous. Uh, five stars. Lloyd or Laramie is America's dad with love, Dolphin Gray with a G. So uh, he has once again reinvented himself under the Dolphin Ray moniker, but with a G this time. So Dolphin the Gray. The G is silent. The G is silent. So Dolphin Ray with the G being silent comes in once again. Father Ludicrous, Lloyd or Laramie is America's dad. So it's not just you. It's not just me. It's not just your dad. It's everyone. All the citizens of Perfectville appreciated uh, the 45 minute run in that your father gave on the show last week during the middle of the Dolphins Jaguars preseason game. Uh, so give him my best because that was fantastic. We'll have to have him come back on at some point again over the next three or four years. <laughs> yep, exactly. Half a decade works. <laughs> Half a decade every now and then we'll make sure he comes on. Uh, but he, I got to tell you, Ben, his his takes on the, on the team themselves were pretty spot on. I mean, if you go back and listen to that show, if you have not yet, go back and listen to the episode called Collapsed Pocket and uh, just listen to Lloyd Collins' um, take on the Miami Dolphins he's 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 a pretty smart fan Chris I got to give him a lot of credit yeah he is um he he definitely is I mean a lot of it um it's nice and I imagine it's going to be good for me too when Zachary gets older but to have someone that um passionately loves the team as much as he does I'd have me around you know my brother's around we can all we always talk and we debate and we discuss and we're you know, and we're not afraid to call each other on, on something we disagree with. So it gives you a secondary look and a different outlook of things. So, um, and he's always been the guy, man. Ever since I was a kid, we'd get the Palm Beach Post and uh, the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel, and we just lay it out on the kitchen table and just read the sports section. Hey, do you see this story? Do you see this story? And take me to games and stuff. So he's definitely the guy that laid the groundwork for the two-time Hall of Famer here. But uh, that's definitely him. He knows his stuff. 
Yeah, he absolutely does. And speaking of the Sun Sentinel, speaking of the Palm Beach, Palm Beach Post, the Miami Herald, all of those things, uh, they're going to be writing some stories here about the Miami Dolphins, not only because of the fourth preseason game coming up against the New Orleans Saints, which you and I are going to talk about, and um, some of the ins and outs going into that game. Um, but they might have a big news story here, Chris, because you and I actually talked about this about two or three weeks ago, and we pretty much said, par for the course, it'll never happen. It's just, you know masturbation of the mind sort of deal when it comes to Jadavian Clowney. Um, but here we are a couple of weeks later here, Chris, and the rumor mill is strong that Mr. Clowney is on his way to South Beach. Uh, for what, in terms of the compensation, we do not know yet. Um, that is to be determined. There doesn't seem to be a deal in place, according to Ian Rappaport and others. But um, it's looking more and more likely that Jadavian Clowney might be a Miami Dolphin here in 2019, Chris. Uh, so let's just get into it. Let's just start wherever you want to start when we talk about the Jadavian Clowney trade to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'll just hand it over to you. Uh, I mean, I like it just as I did prior. I mean, especially now considering I'm reading from which, by the way, Dolphins Twitter. I know it's the talk of Twitter, especially if you're following all the fans and the beat writers and stuff. You see all the retweets and everything. It seems to be clogged with this information. A lot of wannabe newsbreakers and sources and things like that. But um, uh, once Ian Rappaport and some of the other local guys came out and said, oh, by the way, Clowney met with Flores in the front office. Um, it became more real to me when the national guys did that because this rumor kind of died down a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but the season's getting closer, and he has to sign that franchise tag um, one way or another. And if he's not going to play for the Texans, they need to trade him. And now the the more we read and we see that Tunzel's not available, possibly Drake's not available, uh, according to Houston sources from what I read. Uh, that that that's their feeling in this thing. So it sounds like maybe draft picks, maybe Kitty Stills, but um. An interesting stat, and there's a bunch of them, of course. The guy's just a monster and an athletic freak of nature. But since 2016, Clowney is one of four players, Aaron Donald, Cam Jordan, and uh, Chandler Jones. He's the fourth uh, to have 20 sacks and 50 tackles for loss, 20-plus uh, and 50-plus since 2016. He's the only guy to do that besides those three guys, one being the best player on the entire fucking planet, Aaron Donald. So this guy is young still. He's got tread on his tires and he's a damn good player and he's at a position where you need to have a strong player there to be successful and to rebuild we can be in rebuilding mode sam but there's a point in time we have to be rebuilt and he could be one of those pieces to build this franchise and get out of rebuilding mode well it is it he, he would be a cornerstone and a corner player there and those stats that you just mentioned and the players that he is in company with i mean you, you mentioned aaron donald but those other ones cam jordan uh and and chandler jones i think you said those are pretty yes. good players that's really good company to be in when you're talking about the types of stats that you're just putting up with 20 sacks and 50 tackles for loss over the last few years uh, yeah you want that on your team that's somebody that you want part of rebuilding is rebuilding with you know foundational pieces that can be there, you know, brick and mortar pieces that can be there for years upon years upon years. And I do see on Dolphins Twitter, as you pointed out, that people are mad that we might be giving up a draft pick or two uh, to go get this guy. If you remember what I said a couple weeks ago, Chris, if they're looking for a third rounder, you give it to him. If they're looking for a second yes. rounder, you give it to him. The guy's 26 years old, and he's going to go on to a defense that has Xavier Howard, that still has Rashad Jones, that has Mika Fitzpatrick. And then you also have, you know, young guys like um, – uh, uh, Christian Wilkins, you know, you've got Devon De De Godshall. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I can barely talk about the guys on the team themselves. I mean, Jerome Baker's out there. You've got all these guys that all of a sudden you've got six or seven really, really good 
young foundational pieces under your control for a couple of years. That is how you build a defense that's sustainable. That is how you build a defense that under the right scheme with now a, an additional talent member like Jadavian Clowney can hold, you know, can can hold this team down for a year or two while you go back and rebuild your offensive line, while you figure out if Josh Rosen or somebody else is going to be your quarterback. We have good running backs. We have talent at the wide receiver position. It's really the offensive line and the quarterback that still need to be addressed. That can be addressed through the draft, through free agency, and uh, can be addressed within the next 12 to 18 months. So this is a this is one of those things where if you look at it and go, yeah, we're trying to rebuild, so we don't want these veterans that are going to cost a lot. Bullshit. The Miami Dolphins have $100 million to spend next offseason. The Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins have a ton of draft picks to go up and get whoever they need to get or to trade back and get more draft picks and start doing depth when it comes to the offensive line or anything else. They have a bunch of people that they have locked down long-term on both sides of the ball. Um I think we're rebuilding this thing the right way. We're not going to be great this year. I don't think even with Clowney coming onto the team that we're going to be great. Make no bones about that. But we do have the ability to be good as early as next year, in my opinion. Well, and we're in a position right now where we're not just trading for a marquee guy where a team is hanging for their life to keep them, and it's just like maybe we just offer too much that they can't say no, or we're throwing $500 million in Indomitian Sue to just come play for us for the money. This is a guy where they he has Houston hanging over the fire. I mean, they got the franchise tag on him, and we might be able to buy low. And if we can do that and find a young player that is a cornerstone piece and a position of need, high need for us, and a position that can be a different maker on this defense, all of a sudden it frees, especially if we get them for cheap, it frees up all those picks and the majority of those picks, if we have to give up one or two, but the majority of those picks and all that cap space that we don't pay him to go get the positions that need on the offensive side of the ball as far as offensive line and uh, upgrades, uh, quarterback, and um, possibility of a second corner if Rowe doesn't work out next to Xavier Howard, and all of a sudden we have the pieces in place to do that because we have a cornerstone at left tackle and a cornerstone at defensive end and a cornerstone at outside linebacker and a cornerstone at safety and QB number one we got to get those pieces in play and once you do then you have a team and that's where the New England Patriots are always good is their defense my dad said it in the last yeah. episode Tom Brady's Tom Brady sure but they've always had a top defense when they won the Super Bowl and Brian Flores leave no bones about it is coming in here to build a goddamn defense and he's going to use the players in place to do it and he'll go out and get a Jadavian Clowney if he wants to and if he can and we have the pieces and the money available to do that so if we can do it on the cheap I'm all for it because that's something that's going to make us better. What's interesting about this, too, is that one of the things that I read on Twitter, and who knows if it's true or not, but uh, one of the articles I read is that Bill O'Brien, who is really running point for the Houston Texans right now, um, has come out and advocated that Clowney go to the Miami Dolphins, mainly because he knows Brian Flores. He's got a really good relationship with Brian Flores from their days at uh, New England together. Uh, and I was talking to you yesterday, Chris, uh, from the time we're recording this, that what a difference that makes in that. All of a sudden, other coaches are advocating that players go to Miami uh, because of the relationship that they have with our head coach and our management um, structure here with Brian Flores in particular. Um, That was kind of a breath of fresh air, if that's true. I choose to believe that that's true just because it's good news for the Miami Dolphins, if that's the case. But also very weird that an AFC coach would advocate for Jadavian Clowney, who's clearly got all the talent in the world, to go to another AFC team mainly because he's friends with the guy who's running this team that he may eventually run into uh, during the playoff race here. So uh, I thought that was great that if that's true, but also very odd that uh, that would happen uh, between two AFC teams in particular. Or Bill O'Brien setting himself up to get a job if he loses uh, loses his with the Houston Texans. <laughs> he can tell Flores, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, uh, if he gets fired out of Houston, he may be calling Coach Flores and saying, hey, uh, Lord Flores, <laughs> I need I need a job. And you know what? Uh, was Bill O'Brien not an offensive line coach at some point? I uh, might have been, yeah. And then like possibly the offensive coordinator for Brady and the Patriots and went to Penn State, and now he's – uh, yeah, Houston. So that'd be actually fucking hilarious. Like, remember when I gift wrapped you, clowny? Yeah. Get yeah, here's my resume. Here's my resume. And by the way, I can now coach those guys in practice who can't block anybody to block <laughs> him and hopefully somebody else. I mean, I think that's the case. I think Bill O'Brien was an offensive line coach at some point. I could be wrong. Somebody will will correct me or uh, affirm Surely. that for me at some point. I mean, if we have people like Race Raceling who's out there counting all the L names that I called your dad, which he did, uh, then somebody else is going to be out there and fact check me if. Bill Bill O'Brien was an actual offensive line coach or not. Um, I could tell you that he was a graduate assistant at Georgia Tech. He was a running back coach at Maryland. Uh, he was an offensive assistant, wide receivers coach, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. So fuck me. He did everything but offensive line. <laughs> I was wrong. Oh, well, whatever. Hey, Flores, remember when I gave you clowny? Would you like to give me the only <laughs> offensive coaching job I haven't had yet? How about you give me a job on the one thing I'm not qualified for? How about that? <laughs> We do I mean, it. Tight ends, technically. So I mean, he, he, they're blockers of some sort. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, so uh, that's the that's the scuttlebutt. That's the rumor and innuendo when it comes to the Miami Dolphins and Jadavian Clowney. I mean, all of a sudden, Chris, we talked about the defense last week. Um, you add Clowney to the mix with all those other playmakers that we talked about, like Jerome Baker, um, like Christian Wilkins and Mika Fitzpatrick, and of course Xavier Howard and Rashad Jones back there. Uh, maybe not T.J. McDonald since he's gone, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But <laughs> all of those guys, like I said your 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 starting lineup now um, across all three levels of the defense has one if not two players that you look at and go yeah that guy needs to be on the field and that's really encouraging considering uh, the troubles that we've had on all layers of the defense over the not so much the defensive line I said this actually about a year ago for some reason the Miami Dolphins always have at least one person on the defensive line that steps up and uh, replaces whatever superstar player has gone on and you know yep. to, to greener pastures I've never been really terribly world, worried about the defensive line but linebackers have been a problem. At times, the defensive backfield has been a problem. I'm not seeing too many problems when it comes to the defense right now. Now, this all might change in two weeks, but for right now, I think we've done a pretty good job of rebuilding this defense very quickly. No, I agree. And if you add Clowney, all that does is make everybody around them better, not yep. just the defensive linemen, but Xavier Howard doesn't have to cover as long. Christian Wilkins now a single team. Charles Harris is learning from one of the better defensive ends in the NFL the last few years and a genetic freak. And it's freeing up possible chip blocks and things like that that's going his way for Harris to have a one-on-one -on -one or whoever replaced him, Tank Carradine, anything like that. Um, so and, and it's freeing up the linebackers uh, where the, he's being double-teamed and frees up the uh, C-gap for a blitz from Jerome Baker where he can get back there untouched. That's the type of thing that he adds the defense and it's it's like i tell the kids when i when i coach them that you could have a game where you don't have one tackle but you're the player of the game right because you did your job and freed up your teammates to make the plays no superstars do your job and let your teammates get in there so i do it a lot with my defensive ends who have to box they have to contain so they have to force them back inside and i tell them if you force them to help and their defensive tackle and the middle linebackers making all the tackles but you force them inside you're my mvp buddy because you did your job and that's what Damian Clowney and that type of player will bring to the guys around him on that defense. Yeah, it's almost like you talked about with Xavier Howard that you look at the stat line and there's not a whole lot there, and it's not because he's not a good player. It's actually the exact opposite right now is that he's so well respected as an island cornerback out there. Didn't even throw to they're him. not even throwing that side of the field. <laughs> so the the stats are going elsewhere in terms of tackles, passes, defense, you know, balls thrown at, et cetera, et cetera, because he's that good that they're like, you know what, we have to go elsewhere. Uh, very similar to somebody on the defensive line is like you may not see all the stats in terms of tackles and, and tackles for loss 
losses and sacks. Although if you look at Clowney's stat line, like you just said, you will. Um, but even with that aside, he can still affect the game and change the game without having all of those. I read something here, Chris, that um, – some people that have been following Clowney ever since he was about 14 or 15 years old, and they actually feel that the Houston Texans have him miscast as an outside, uh, standing on his feet, 3-4 outside linebacker, and that his best role, the role that he's suited for the most, would be as a hand-in-the-ground 4-3 defensive end, which is how he would primarily be playing for the Miami Dolphins if and when he comes to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so that has me excited, too, that all the stats that you just talked about, all the things that we see on tape, he may not, not even be playing his most comfortable position here as a pro, um, until he comes to Miami. And if that's the case, you may see those stats just skyrocket even further. And that's, that's the thing too. Like um, it's getting guys in position to succeed watching him at South Carolina. Uh, that's all you saw him do is put his hand in the ground and do that. I mean, he's just bend around the outside of the left tackle, make plays. Now I, I do disagree a little bit. I remember seeing Houston, uh, games a few times and I did like what they did with them where they'd move them around and stand them up in the a gap and, and put them outside and switch sides based on the wide side of the field really utilize his um, just monster genetic athletic ability like where he's just big strong fast and is almost unblockable with long arms and and, and it just can do a lot of things um, and he also had the misfortune of playing a lot without JJ Watt mm. because JJ Watts missed a lot of time and a lot of people are like uh, you know hoping to get that the two guys out there at the same time and uh jj watson get the double team or who do you double team and that didn't happen as many as frequently as they wanted and as he wanted not saying that's going to make him a you know better or worse player because of it because there's no jj watt here um however it's just depending on the ideas that they had in the scheme that they made up they had to maybe possibly scrap it and do something different but if we bring him down here and just put him at a 4-3 defensive end i agree he can pin his ears back and really let his athleticism show now, the question I have here, Chris, is let's just assume that Clowney comes here, and let's just not talk about compensation. We'll talk about that in a second as to what we feel would be comfortable, uh, what we'd be comfortable giving up. But he comes to this defense, and he wants number 90, which is currently being worn by Charles Harris. Usually, the incoming player has to pay of some sort, whether it be money or something else, in order to get that number. What is the appropriate compensation that Charles Harris should be asking for if and when Jadavian Clowney comes here and says, I want number 90, what's it going to take? What should Charles Harris ask for realistically? Mm. I would say, let me think outside the box a little bit. Welcome Jadavian Clowney to South Florida, and I'd have him buy me a, a Sea-Doo, a jet ski. Okay, so so the, the, the price for number 90 is a Sea-Doo, in your opinion, for Charles Harris. Yeah, why not? I'd be like, hey, welcome to Miami. Buy me a jet ski and it's yours. See, if one of those fifteen thousand dollars, I don't, I don't know. Something I don't know like if I'm Javet, J- Jadavian Clowney and Charles Harris says, well, it's going to cost you for this number. I'd say, how about I tell Coach not to cut your stupid underperforming ass? How about that? <laughs> That's what I would say would be well, your compensation. Of course, there, I'll now, give you, didn't you a tell job. Me there's a rebuttal. If there's a rebuttal in mind, I'd be like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I like, what's it, Ron Swanson? He's like, I know more than you. Like that's it. Just yeah. leave me alone. I'm not paying you anything. Give me the jersey. Would it be amazing if Clowney comes down and Charles is like, nope, you're not going to pay it. I'm not giving up the number. And then the first day in practice, Clowney puts his hand in the ground. Charles Harris has got his hand in the ground on the other side. Uh, we snap the ball. Clowney comes around the right tackle, and you think he's going to hit Josh Rosen, runs right by Josh <laughs> Rosen, and then just hits Charles Harris, who's still not even out of his stance yet. I, that would be an like amazing. A pulling guard. <laughs> yeah, just, just absolutely smokes him, ear holes him. Yeah, just, just, just obliterates him and then, t- then just takes the jersey from him because he's unconscious and just takes the jersey right <laughs> off of him and puts it on over the top of his jersey and then goes and lines up again. He like hires his own seamstress to run onto the field and just immediately just like stitch his name on the back. Yeah, and all of that's I happening on Charles Harris is like, what happened? What happened? 
I don't know what happened. Where's my sea Where's my sea <laughs> Uh, so we don't know what's going to happen. We, uh, we're we having some fun here on Perfectville talking about Jadavian Clowney possibly coming to the Miami Dolphins. Um, it would be great to have him ha- be in here this week and have him ready to go. I don't know if he's ready to go week one, though, Chris. I mean, what, what do, you, do you hold him out until week two or week three, get him back into game shape? Or uh, when would be realistic? Let's just say this trade goes down before the season starts, but after the fourth preseason game. When can you really expect J- Jadavian Clowney to be effective for the Miami Dolphins? I would put him out there week one. I mean, just hopefully he's working. At, yeah, hopefully he's <laughs> get the fuck out there. Go like see ball, hit ball. Just go play defensive end and tackle the quarterback, and we'll get you get you a breather here and there. Um, and just go please tackle Lamar Jackson. See ball, hit ball. It's so different than what we were talking about last week about how this defense is concocted to not have a superstar player that's got <laughs> dominating talent. So we're going to have to scheme ourselves into some good situations. And all of a sudden, Clowney might be coming to Miami. We're like, see ball, hit ball. Doesn't matter what else you do. Uh, and that's the kind of player that Jadavian well, Clowney I mean. is. Put him in at the 4-3 D end and, and just you see the guy with the ball, you hit him. If it's the running back, do that. If it's the quarterback, do that. It was just a, simplify it for week one. You give him a playbook. It's just like a Denny's menu with a three crowns. Like You're just like, here you go. There's your playbook. Go fucking hit the guy with the ball. <laughs> I uh, I kind of hope that is the defensive playback when it gets here. Like they hand him this big binder, you know, like okay, here, check this out, and it just says C on one page, and then he turns it over and it says ball, and then the next page says hit, and then turns the page again, <laughs> ball. Just four pages of the defensive playbook: C ball, hit ball. Last page Memorize is Brian this. Flores just thumbs upping, like a picture of him with a thumbs up. Yeah, and then a picture of Charles Harris wearing the number ninety just to make him mad, you know, just to just to take <laughs> that from him. But uh, which, by what, the way, um, looking at brand new. Um, jet skis, twenty nineteen, right around ten thousand dollars. So yeah, ten oh. twelve thousand bucks. I'm I'm looking at here three passenger ones for like twelve fifteen. But uh, which Charles Harris might be a tall a guy. I need that. Yeah. yeah, he might need a three passenger. So yeah, twelve fifteen thousand. Man, I was right on the money for that. And I've literally never bought a Sea Dew jet ski. No, neither have I. So uh, look at you. You could be on the prices right when it talks about number <laughs> compensation. Uh, that would be a good way to do it on the prices right too. You're down there and they're like, "Hey, this guy's just been traded to your team and he's looking for a new jersey. In order to get that, you're <laughs> going to need this three-person Sea-Doo. Comes comes equipped with, you know, Miami Dolphins colors on the side, can get a 45 horsepower and seats three comfortably. What is your bid, Chris Cullen? And you're looking in the back and I'm just screaming in the back, "Just hit him in the face!" Like that doesn't help at all. And then you just turn and say twelve thousand, <laughs> and you're right up there with Bob Barker slash Drew Carey. I appreciate that. That's good. I like. I that. like your I like your Rod Roddy voice. That was fantastic. I, thank you for. I, I'm Come on down. Yeah, that's as good as I can. It's almost like Fozzie Bear, which I know you can do very, very well. But uh, ah, wacka wacka! <laughs> there it is, Fozzie Bear, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We had Loy Colin last week. We have Fozzie Bear this week. When do we tell everyone that your father was actually you, just doing impressions of uh, of what your father <laughs> actually sounds like? When do we actually tell that to everybody, and so they think we didn't have an actual guest? Oh my god, that'd be actually hilarious! Now, now the conspiracies begin, and my poor dad's gonna lose all his fame. They're yeah. gonna just think it was me pretending to be him. Strip it down completely. But speaking of guests here, Chris, I do want to point out on the next episode, a very mm. special episode of Perfectville, we've got Brandon Lang coming on the show. And now, if you guys don't know who Brandon Lang is, he is a handicapper. He's gonna let us know all the things that we need to know when it comes to the Miami Dolphins and betting on them in 2019. How the how the 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 books actually work when it comes to placing lines, setting lines, what actually changes things. So. For example, Andrew Luck, which we'll talk about in just a second, uh, him retiring 
completely changed the fortunes of the Indianapolis Colts across all the sports books. In fact, week one for the Colts is already off the books because uh, they were expecting Andrew Luck, and he's not going to be there. Uh, for those that don't know who Brandon Lang is, check out the movie Two, uh, Two for the Money, starring Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey actually plays Brandon Lang in that movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, check that out. He's going to be on our show next week talking all things Miami Dolphins, handicapping the NFL season for us, and uh, just making us better sports fans when it comes to gambling there, Chris. I like it. I'm I'm a pretty pretty infant. Uh, I'm in the infancy, I guess. Um, or, uh, wow, you're not going to cut it, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> but um, I'm really bad at betting. I'm just like more. I go with my gut and my heart. I'm just like, yeah, I think the Giants. Eli's really going to go for a revenge this game. I'll throw thirty dollars on the Giants, and it's like, um, what are you doing? Saquon Barkley's out, and they lost by fifty. Like, I'm really bad at it. So I'm excited to talk to this guy and see, uh, pick his brain, and also ask him kind of the intricacies when it comes to like a nationally bad team like the Miami Dolphins being predicted to be talked about, uh, and if it's a team like he actually. Uh, uh, is excited to bet on because uh, you can you get a lot of underdog opportunities or if you're just completely terrified of them. So it's going to be fun. Well, the problem with that Giants scenario that you talked about is you were actually betting on the San Francisco Giants to win that football <laughs> game, and it just wasn't going to work at all. So this guy's going to straighten you out. Brandon Lang is going to be on the show next week. Um, and we're actually, uh, you know, that's a good segue, Chris. Why don't you and I go take a leak, get a beer, celebrate Jadavian Clowney possibly coming to the Miami Dolphins. Let's giggle a little bit about it, what it's like when Bob Greasy has to pronounce Jadavian on the radio. It's going to come out Jericho or something else. It's not going Julius. to be Julius. Yeah, he, he's going to say, you know, Laramie. He's finally going to say Laramie Tunzel's name right, but it's going to be attached to the wrong player. Uh, Calls him Django. Django. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't give him any ideas. Um, but why don't we go collect our thoughts and celebrate prematurely? And while we do that, speaking of gambling, let's just run our sponsors' ads this week. And uh, we'll be back after these messages. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Well, the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you have to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code PERFECTVILLE to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code PERFECTVILLE when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm one of the hosts of Massive Late Fee. Do you remember Blockbuster? Well, we do, and we racked up a lot of late fees there. That's why we're glad there's things like Netflix, Hulu, and Blockbuster has died, mostly because of us. We cover streaming shows and pretty much whatever we want. Join us every Thursday as we talk TV and movies on Massive Late Fee. You can find us at Massive Late Fee on Twitter, Massive Late Fee on Facebook. You can email the show at MassiveLateFee at gmail.com. Email.com, and you can find us at MySpace, Massive Late Fee. Massive Late Fee, the best podcast we can think of. All righty there, Chris. We are back. You are back. I am back. Everyone's back. 
And uh, we got a couple things we want to talk about. One is an announcement. The other is uh, a preview of week four, the most important week of preseason, <laughs> as everyone knows. Um, so let's start there. The Miami Dolphins are traveling all the way to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints. Um, week four, we already know that Ryan Fitzpatrick will not be playing in this game, uh, mainly because he's been out with an illness. That means Josh Rosen. That means that other guy uh, are playing quarterback for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins here in this game. Um, what are you expecting out of week four? What are the areas of concern or what you are focused on in week four preseason here, Chris? Um, I'm not even going to watch. So Chris is going to be not watching <laughs> while hosting the number one podcast for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) So look forward to a nice review next week as we preview the season based on the preseason finale against the New Orleans Saints, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm, I'm at such an impasse when it comes to the fourth preseason game and then uh, the owners wanting to, sure, take take it away but add one more regular season game um, and then the players not liking it because it is a definite definite rest day for anybody that's a sure thing on the on the on the team you're gonna see really anybody play of importance and if so they'll barely play at all it always brings me back to I think it was Philbin that had Jake Long play in the fourth game and yeah. he ended up tearing his eight yeah. yeah I mean just stuff like that 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 can't happen in a game where um, you, you're about to make significant amount of cuts you're giving guys on the bubble one last chance to either make the team or put something on tape for someone else there's no way you heard a starter or anybody that has any significance to your team um, out there for a long bit of time now you mentioned Fitzpatrick's not going to play uh, so, so Josh Rosen will get some time um, tomorrow night. We're we're recording this Wednesday, but he is going to play uh, probably not long. But Flores might put him out there because it's other than him, it's Rudick or Rudock or yeah, Rudolph, Rudock. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Rosen might play a lot, and if he does, it's a big risk there. Uh, but you know, whatever Flores is going to do, he's going to do. So what what's the appropriate amount of time for Josh Rosen to, to to play in this game? Because I agree with you. Here's what I think happened. I think Brian Fitzpatrick sneezed in practice, and Flores like, "Oh, you're sick," and he's like, "No, I just I sneezed." Like, "Oh yeah, you're sick. You're out for this game because I'm not getting you injured because I want you to get injured against the Baltimore Ravens, not the New Orleans Saints." Um, so Josh Rosen will be playing. We only have two quarterbacks, Rosen and Rudock. Um, what is the appropriate amount of time for Josh Rosen to play in this game? I think we all agree that he is going to be an important part of the Miami Dolphins team in 2019 during the regular season. So if you were Lord Flores, how much time would you give Josh Rosen in this game? Um, thinking realistically that we only have one other quarterback on the roster, I'd say a quarter, yeah. and let Rudock play the second, go into halftime, you know, a two-minute warning, give him a chance to do that, come back from halftime after adjustments and close it out. Um, now, honestly, to, if it was me and you weren't saying what should Flores do, I would say not at all, and this is where we should have two quarterbacks in addition to our starter and back up on the roster so they can take these snaps. But, um, yeah, Rosen's going to have to play. I would take a quarter, I guess, is the most I'd go. But it worries me, Sam. It's these guys that are on the bubble that want to show something. It's their one last chance. And what better way to do it than to get to the quarterback and sack him, hit him hard, cause a fumble, hit his arm, go low. I mean, it's just one of those things where it seems like such an unnecessary risk, but we put ourselves in a position where we have to do it. Yeah, he's got to play a little bit. You know, I, I'm not completely sold on Rosen yet, so it'll be nice to see just a little bit more and see if he can do something encouraging. But I agree. I mean, I think one or two 
I think one or two possessions on offense and you get Rosen out of there and you put Rudak in and say, hey, just go show something. Like you said, put it on tape. Go prove that you could either be on the practice squad or that you belong somewhere else uh, other than the Miami Dolphins because I don't think Rudak really stands a chance unless one of these guys gets injured. Um, but yeah, quarter max, I think that's about where it needs to be. Um, I'm also looking forward to the running back battle. I mean, Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balaj, I think, have that on lockdown. But you and I talked about, and your dad talked about, after that, who who's after that? Is it Mark Walden? I think so. Yep. Um, is it going to be Miles Gaskin? Is it going to be Patrick Laird? Is there somebody else that's going to step up? Um, and this is their opportunity, I think, in this game, especially if Josh Rosen is playing early. I don't think we're going to see a lot of passing, a lot of dropbacks. I think you're going to see a lot of turnaround, hand it to one of these guys, and see what they can do behind this makeshift O-line. So I'm looking forward to that on offense. I want to see which running back is going to take the crown for the third or fourth spot. And then on defense, Chris, I really want to see, I think for the most part, I want to see these linebackers outside of uh, Jerome Baker. I want to see the other ones and see if they can make some things happen. Um, those are the two areas that I'm looking at the most. And of course, offensive line. I think offensive line is almost like injuries for us at this point. It's a given. We don't want injuries and we want our offensive line to do something. But outside of those two areas, the running back battle on the on the far end of the roster, and then also the linebackers outside of uh, Jerome Baker, who's going to step up and be that other person that gives us comfort uh, once the regular season starts. Yeah, I agree with you. Good point on the running backs. Um, I think we're good on Jason Sanders, a kicker too, but oh, I mean, sure. let, let him get some work. But yeah, running backs, Gaskins, Laird, which I hope he makes a team just because his last name sounds like one of the names you called my dad last week. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, Walton, who uh, will be in between um, prison sentences, but he'll be playing quite a bit tomorrow night. Um, also, I want to see the DBs uh, and the pass rush. Somebody step up, some young guy step up and really get after the quarterback. Uh, wreak havoc, even if it's just a situational pass rusher we keep on the team or something. Um, and, and really just it's, it's going to be fun to see the young guys like Isaiah Ford and uh, guys off of injury and stuff make some plays out there. This is their game and their time to shine. So uh, all joking aside, it w- will be fun to watch for that, um, especially with such a young team. We've talked about this before. Um, you know, the big-time teams probably don't really care about this game, but when you got a team that's expected to win three, four, five games, it is kind of fun to watch these last games in the preseason and these young guys because you never know if they end up being like a fan favorite or great Camarillo or something for this franchise uh, in a season where you're not expecting much. Well, speaking of not expecting much, uh, you'd mentioned Mark Walton. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that I am a part of a of a, of a fantasy league, fantasy football league. Uh, it's a dynasty league, right, where you have keepers and People keep their running backs every year. It's also um, it's it's an auction league, so you've got two hundred dollars that you can start with, and then minus whatever it is on the people you kept. Last year, I went hard and I got Saquon Barkley. Got me third place in this league. A lot of money. Um, this year, Ezekiel Elliott was let go by one of the other team owners, so I'm able to spend a ton of money on Ezekiel Elliott as, Elliott as well, assuming he's going to come back and play. I also have Philip Lindsay as my third running back, so I think I'm pretty set with my running backs. Yeah. But as we got a little bit lower, I needed some depth, and uh, Kenyon Drake was taken, Kalen Balaj was taken, so nobody else uh, was going to even know who this guy was, so I nominated Mark Walton for a dollar, and everyone went, who? <laughs> and then the system that we used that's got every player in there also came back with who? So I got Mark <laughs> Walton for a dollar, and he had to be hand put in by the commissioner because he's such an unknown um, in, in in football in general. But uh, I'm going to call him a deep sleeper because I got him for a dollar. He's sitting on my bench. If Ezekiel Elliott doesn't do anything, Philip Lindsay doesn't do anything, Mark Walton might be a starter for my uh, my shitty fantasy football team.
team. And speaking of fantasy football, Chris, uh, that's a nice transition into what we are doing, what we have launched here in Perfectville. You and I have talked about this actually for about two years, and we were just never able to get it together. We finally said, fuck it, we're going to do it. So here we are. We said, fuck it, we're going to do it. And we have our very first Perfectville Fantasy Football League. And, of course, you yeah. named it. You named it the right appropriate thing, the only thing it could be named, and that is the okayest fantasy league ever. That is the name of our fantasy football league here, Perfectville, the official fantasy football league of Welcome to Perfectville, this entire podcast and town. We've got 12 teams here, Chris, and the first thing we're going to do is we're going to actually look at and we're going we're gonna to vote on who has the best team name here. So I've got all 12 of the team names up right now. Uh, the first one, I'm not really I'm not nominated. So the first one is Aronde Baxton, and it's got a picture of Aronde Baxton. That is me. That is Sam's team. Number two is Dolphins Mode. So kind of like, I don't know, Brie Mode in wrestling, but Dolphins Mode. So that's one nomination that's, that we can put up there. I'm going to nominate this next team. It's the third team in the league. It's owned by you, and it's called Team 3. <laughs> so apparently I love how I am a two-time Hall of Famer of the Welcome to Perfectville podcast. I am your co-host. We've done over 100 episodes. I am in this league and have <laughs> yet to confirm myself and, to na- and name my team yet, but um, yes. it is coming. If you like, I can give you the, what the name will be. Yes, um, why don't you do that? Why don't okay. we announce what Team 3's name sure. will be? there we go. Yeah, let's make it a, make it a thing. I'm going to announce my team. Yours are Randy Baxton. I love it. Mine is going to be, and God damn it, if he's traded for Jadavian Clowney, I'm fucked, but <laughs> <laughs> it will be uh, Easy Drake Oven. Ah, Easy Drake Oven. I like it. I like it there. So Easy Drake Oven, like Easy Bake Oven, a play on Kenyon Drake, as well as uh, a kid's toy. So I appreciate that. That is a good Miami Dolphins reference name. Uh, You're not alone there, Chris. Team 4 is also known as Team 4. So they have yet to... To, uh, come in as well. Number five is our old buddy Raceling. He uh, his name is Tunzel and the Turnstiles, which sounds like a doo-wop band from the fifties. Tunzel and the Turnstiles, but also accurately describes our putrid offensive that guy line. Needs to be team in marketing. Is, he, he's just a creative motherfucker. He really is. Now, uh, Team Six is still Team Six. We're waiting on that owner to come back. Uh, team Seven uh, abbreviation code is nineteen seventy two. I can appreciate the Easter egg there. That's from Jeremy Hagen, uh, another Northern California Miami Dolphins fin fan. Uh, he is known as He Man Fins fan. So there, there you go. We got Dolphins mode. We've got Easy Drake Oven. We got Tunzel in the Turnstiles. We have He Man Fins fan. We also have Jay Birds jeering Jays. Uh, which doesn't seem to do anything to do with the Miami Dolphins, but that's okay. Uh, Team 9 has yet to come in. Team 10 here, Chris. Now, this one's interesting. Self-defenestrators. Self-defenestrators. To me, for some reason, I go dirty with it like masturbators, and I don't think that's what this person was actually looking for, but self-defenestrators is one of the names that's out there. Uh, Number 11, uh, as he's always done, Mr. Promo himself, Michael Oliva, Mike O, Mr. Dolphins Talk. That is the name of his team, Mr. Dolphins Talk. So always promoting the, uh, the network, even in fantasy football. And then Team 12, Chris, uh, abbreviation is J1, the team name, Fiedler Fan. Now, Fiedler fan is also known as Runnin' CM on Twitter. For those that don't know, Runnin' CM is probably the number one Ryan Tannehill hater, uh, and so much so that he's going by Fiedler fan uh, on this here. So uh, here are our names that we have to choose from right now. Fiedler fan, Mr. Dolphins Talk, Self-Defenestrators, Jay Birds, Jiren Jays, He-Man, Finns fan, Tunsil, and the Turnstiles, 
Dolphins mode, and of course, Easy Drake Oven. Uh, this is an easy one for me, and uh, people are going to think I'm biased, but Easy Drake Oven is the best Miami Dolphins-related uh, name that is a part of this league so far. So we do have three, four other names that uh, still need to come in, and if anybody wants to change their name to challenge the week one winner of fantasy football names, which is Chris Cullen. Two-time Hall of Famer, motherfucker. Hey, two-time Hall of Famer and week one fantasy football name winner. Tunzel in the turnstiles, though? Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a great one. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Bad. Like you said, do-up band, uh, afros, stilettos, like shiny pants. There's Tunzel's the lead singer, and then the rest is just Dallas Thomas, Billy Turner, uh, Jesse Davis, and, like, Kilgore, but unconscious. So, like, yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. I love that name. That's not a bad one. That would probably be number one or number two, slide into the number two slot right there. So uh, there you go. The challenge has been thrown out there, and we will let you know about the fantasy football updates every single week. And I encourage, I encourage all of the players, all the team owners of this team, give us your best, give us your best talk, talking shit week in, week out. You can talk shit on these things. Log into our league, talk some shit. The best ones every single week will be read here on the air. We will be giving weekly updates when it comes to our fantasy football team and fantasy football league, the okayest league ever. <laughs> I love it, man. There you go, Chris. Well, Chris, we talked about fantasy football. We talked about Jadavian Clowney. We talked about week four of preseason. Um, you're clearly going to be glued to the television watching that <laughs> matchup against the Saints. Uh, anything else about the Miami Dolphins that you would like to discuss before we say goodbye on this very special episode? Of That's Perfect. it, man. Last show before the actual regular season begins. Well, there you go. I think I'm done, too. Keep in mind, we're going to have Brandon Lang, number one handicapper for football, coming on the show next week. We'll talk to him about the Miami Dolphins, what we can expect out of 2019 from his eyes. And uh, we might have some breaking news when it comes to Jadavian Clowney. I was hoping that he would actually be traded while we were on the air here, Chris. Yes. Uh, but it has not happened yet. So uh, we'll just talk about it next week if it's happened or if it hasn't happened. But until It then, will in five minutes. It will in five minutes. That's true. And I'll be in the pool because I'm actually up here in Squaw Valley, California, where they held the 1960 Winter Olympics. And it's the summertime and they have a big ass pool. And when we hang up, I'm going to go jump in that pool and do nothing but swim and, and go down a water slide with all a bunch, bunch of children and myself. Uh, you're going to go to whatever it is you're doing, probably adult stuff, which is boring. Um, yep. But then we're going to get together next week and talk about football. So when that happens and until that happens. On behalf of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, the Big Heads Media podcast network, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.